0: Hey everybody, this is Presto, Corporal Naszitz, and you are listening to episode thirty-three of the Nintendo Podcast. Today, we're going to be a little bit of a control freak. I'm going to be a little bit of a control freak about this episode.
1: You are a control freak, to be honest with you. That's everybody, because didn't know that he is. It's true. Um,
0: <laughs> we're talking Nintendo controllers. We're talking Controllers. all the Nintendo controller, controller. <laughs> um, yeah. we're talking about the good, the bad, the weird, the drift, the peripherals, the one that you can't tell your parents about, that one, the one with the the rumble feature. <laughs> we're talking about all the Nintendo controllers there is on today's some episode.
1: deprived little kid out there who turned that rumble pack on and kept holding the trigger far longer than he should have.
0: <laughs> Just um, a Yeah, so yeah, Nintendo's had a lot of controllers, a lot of interesting, a lot of great and a lot of terrible controllers over the years, and we're going to talk about all of them. I think. I think we got all of them. Um, but first... What's going on in the world today? The news. The games we're playing. First of all, basically first, last, and only hmm. is this, this beautiful game right here, Monster Hunter Rise. And yes, that is the limited edition steelbook with this bastard on it, but yes, we've been playing the hell out of Monster Hunter Rise. Um, what do you think of it so far, Corporal? We're going to do a full review episode. Don't worry. We want to give the game time to to just marinate. marinate. We want to play all the way through it. We want to do all the things. Everybody's we everybody tear it in apart.
1: my inner circle's favorite word for the game to blossom.
0: What do you What do you think about it, Corporal? What are your initial thoughts? You only get initial thoughts once. What are your initial thoughts?
1: <clears throat> okay. That's it. That's my initial thoughts.
0: I'm gonna need you go into okay. more detail. i to mean, need you go into more detail, sir.
1: I think the game is good. I think the game is fun. I think the game is engaging, I think the game is pretty. I don't know if I'm in love with it.
0: Why? What is what is keeping you from from putting a
1: ring on it? <laughs> um I don't know. It's just I like it. I'd probably like dabble with it. I don't know if I'd commit to it. There's just something. Something's there. It's it's good. It's fun. Just not sure if I'm ready to be locked down.
0: Not not ready to take the next step? Yeah, I don't but know. But why I mean, I'm what keep... is it? Can you put your finger on it? Uh,
1: Could it be? No. I like there are aspects of it that are a lot of fun. Okay, here's if I had to narrow it down to where I get bored is I'm hacking and slashing at the same monster what I feel like is for fucking ever. And then the monster runs off. I have to chase him and then I got to do the same thing over again. Like I I perfect example. The Division. Loved the Division. Is the Division a
0: perfect example of anything?
1: Hold on. Yes, it is. It's a perfect example of what's going to happen to our society if Corona (laughs) keeps going. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) the Division, in the opening sequences and up through the main story mission, the game is near perfect. Beautiful. Love every moment of it. But in the end game, in order to balance things, (sighs) the bad guys turn into bullet sponges. Okay. I feel like... All of the monsters are just a big large giant slack and sla hack and slash sponges. You did play world, right? Huh? You did
0: play world. Yes. Monster Hunter World. Yeah. The monsters, I think, die a lot quicker than in World.
1: That's probably true, but they still feel like bullet sponges to me.
0: I guess. You're also using the dual blades.
1: Yes, but even if I was swinging the hammer, you're still going to be there.
0: the hammer is different, so I have a different perspective, I think because of the weapon that I use. I use the hammer, and I feel like I know how many times I can gauge how far along I am in a fight based on how many times I knock down the monster and what the monster does after I knock it down. So if I'm, if I'm using the hammer and I'm getting hit after hit and big combo after big combo on the head and then it falls down and I can do my max damage, it's going to get up and it's going to be pissed, right? And it's going to okay. freak out and then I'm going to hit it and then when it stops freaking out, I'm going to probably knock it down again and then it's either going to run away or it's going to get really sloppy and drooly and tired and if that happens and it's really tired, I know that I'm, like, towards the end half of the fight. If it runs away, I catch up to it, it starts attacking me, and it doesn't look tired, I know it's got a significant amount of health left. If it runs and I get to it again, and it's eating, or it's sleeping, it's trying to recover its own health because it's badly damaged. There's little cues in there that I think is made more easy to see with the hammer because the cycle of knocking the monster down is like bookends
1: for me. Those cues are most certainly there and they're excellent cues. And I think that they're great show of progression. But for me, it takes forever to get there.
0: Then you just gotta get good.
1: How long are <laughs> your hunts? My hunts,
0: I do most of my hunts in 15 to 20 minutes max.
1: Oh God, no, I'm there for thirty five. Oh, well see, minutes. then
0: you need to then you need to look at the weapons and stuff you're using. It should not be taking you that long to kill a single monster.
1: It it is. And that's I guess where my like yet again, I'm used to playing things like Halo and Hitman and and like Breath of the Wild, where like it may take some challenge to destroy the or to defeat the monster, but it's not gonna take you more than ten minutes.
0: Yeah. See, I I mean We'll we'll have to we'll have to connect, off stream, off recording, off air, off air. There's the word <laughs> I'm looking for, off air, and I'll show you some things. Cause yeah, it, if you're if if I was attacking monster for 35 minutes, yeah, there's I don't think there's been any fights that have taken that long. Like nowhere near the like time limit. Um,
1: but okay, fair assessment though. That's, That's your experience. That's my experience. That's where I'm at.
0: My experience is. And again, I'm starting to get... I just got into high rank, but my experience so far, my main criticism is that it's too damn easy. <laughs> and the the, the difficulty is... like ra- you and I are on opposite ends of the spectrum. The, the difficulty has ratcheted up when you hit three stars, they get noticeably harder. And then when you hit high rank, they're supposed to get noticeably harder. And I guess they have... Uh, yeah, they they do, but, like, the first time I fought Odogaron, the big red dog in World, was scary. He was a scary monster. He was aggressive. He took, took huge chunks of my health. I never felt like I was in control of the fight. He was a challenge until I fought him over and over and over again, and then I kind of learned it. I feel like all the monsters in Monster Hunter Rise, outside of a couple, are pretty low-key. And not super difficult. I didn't faint like two times. I don't think there's any fight that I've fainted two times in yet. And I don't, you know, I don't I don't claim to be super good. I just think the game is a little easier than it needs to be, maybe. And I'm concerned about the end game. That's my main main concern. Is I'm in high rank now, I'm at five star, working my way through, and the game's been out a week.
1: So oh. I know friends that are on Facebook like day three, and they're like, I have beaten everything all of the side quests, all of the challenges, all of the village quests. I've even done the medals and the the, the badges. Yeah, or whatever, decorations and jewels. And I'm just now grinding for gear. And I'm just like, why? I, they're going to, and to be Nick, fair, to be to fair, Nick Yeti's, to Nick Yeti's point, and I'm going to upset somebody here. To Nick Yeti's point, the the Uber gamers who have no lives and just sit there and do nothing but play the game day in and day out, and they've already racked in like 200 hours in the first week. (sighs) I'm sorry, but you're setting the bar way too high for somebody who's got a life.
0: Yeah. But even people with lives, like I'm I think I'm pretty well through the game. I think if I switch to Village Quests, I could have I could be very close to being completely done with all the monsters by the end of this week. And
1: I don't So then there's not enough content. There's I don't think there's enough content,
0: but they have a whole big chunk of content and more end game, more proper end game coming in April. And if you look at Monster Hunter World, they were releasing Monster Hunter World content since like earlier this year, and it came out in 2018. Yeah. So, at the very least, we'll have lots of content to stream and talk For
1: about. For years and to come. Like yeah. That.
0: So, but otherwise, I'm loving the game. It's so, the combat is so fun. The core of grinding gear and combining different attributes and all the options and then the actual combat is amazing.
1: I just wish the killing the
0: monsters were faster. You just need to get better at killing the. I will show you. I'm gonna show. I'm gonna teach you hammer. Friday night. I always
1: feel like Friday night. The small little monsters that follow the big monsters around. I feel like you should main game be fighting the small little monsters, and then the large game is you getting a group. No, if if
0: then I'd be falling asleep while I'm. I'd be falling asleep while I'm playing the game like you. That is not. (laughs) That is not what we want. Friday night, this Friday night, I'm teaching you how to use the hammer. We're having a seminar. All right. It's mobile. It hits hard. It's fun. Anyway, speaking of things that are slow, Outriders is out, and the servers are a mess. I haven't played it yet, but the servers are a mess. Crossplay is borderline, non-functional, which is kind of funny from a company who is saying that they want to make sure they take their time and release the game right as a mm-hmm. whole package and not do beta or early access or anything like that. Um, I'm, I'm still interested in Outriders.
1: Uh, so, yet again, Outriders, I think, is fast-paced. It's moving. It's There's a lot of dynamic to it. There's a lot of skill to it. There's a lot of different uh, elements and weapons that you can mix and match and play with. I love Outriders. I... I've played enough Division and enough Destiny that Outriders kind of feels like almost a cookie cutter, but it's good.
0: It's so the abilities and the and the customization that is going to set it apart and the weapon mods and all the special bells and whistles. But, I mean, I might pick it up. I want to let the dust of launch settle first because yeah. if I bought it at launch, I'd be pretty unhappy right now because crossplay is a mess. Like, the servers are a mess. There's all kinds of messy things going on. Um, The last game that's worth talking about because they've finally gone into open beta is Magic Legends. I tried the beta.
1: There's not... (sighs) Without, Without... I did not try the open beta. I'll be honest with you. I've watched a couple videos. I'm good right there.
0: Yeah. Same. I played it. I got, like, two cards outside of my starter deck. You can just just Google Magic Legends Open Beta and you'll read plenty. That's how I <laughs> Anyway, now let's get into the show. <laughs> so today we are talking controllers. Controllers, controllers. Um, now, before we get comments about this, so we're going to be going in chronological order, and we are not going to go over the Famicom, uh, we're not going to go over some really obscure things like the Rob, the robot thing, because these, we're going to try to stick to controllers that are either the mainstream controllers of any Nintendo system, that have released in North America, and I'm sure there's a million, like, peripheral, random, weird Third Nintendo, party. like... yeah the Nintendo anklet for when you're on home arrest or something that we've never heard of. <laughs> if you if we miss something that's obscure, leave it in a comment, um, and maybe we'll circle back to it on our next stream or our next episode or something. But this is mostly going to be the main things of the Nintendo fr- uh, consoles through the years. And it all starts with this little guy right here.
1: Who the has Nintendo- seen... Too much sun.
0: Oh my god, yes. The Nintendo Entertainment System controller. The original. D-pad, start select, A-B, no triggers, no, like, that's it. That's it. Four directions and four buttons. Let's hear some ASMR for you guys. This is a dusty, (sighs) this is a dusty-ass controller. Um... I mean, what else is there to say about this controller except that, like, this is the OG, this is the classic. Oh, the also that
1: started it all. We're
0: not covering portable consoles because that takes us down a whole other rabbit hole yeah. of like Nintendo Game Boy and 3DS, and those are controllers. Those are systems. Those
1: are systems. So we're yeah. just talking
0: about mainline controllers. But yeah. I mean, this started it all. The D-pad we talked about on a previous episode.
1: The guy who created the D-pad in the factory line? Yes,
0: was created by a factory worker. Know your facts. If you haven't heard the story on it, go back to... What episode was that? Was that the Fun Fun Facts? facts? Fun Facts episode. episode. If you want more Fun Facts, go look at that episode. Um... (laughs) But yeah, I mean, it's the classic. D-pads are still on modern controllers. Like... Innovative for its time. I know it's hard to believe in 2021 we're talking about this thing being innovative, but it was once. I promise. We're old enough to remember. (laughs) Um, Although I will say, I have to confess, growing up, I did not have one of these. I had a Sega Genesis controller.
1: I didn't own one of those either, but Nick Yeti did, and I was always at his house, and I played it.
0: Yes. Definitely part of growing up um so uh, we're also gonna rate these controllers c c
1: c a b c d e f g c yeah no i get that but how are you gonna rate
0: the original granddaddy
1: of all controllers a c i mean if i'm gonna give it a nostalgia score then sure it has an a but beyond that c there are
0: controllers that Nintendo has released that are uglier than this. C. C? Okay. I will give it... Comfortability? Versatility? I, uh... i uh, I'll give it a B-minus, just so I rate it slightly <laughs> higher than you. Because I think the old boy deserves credit, and there are definitely other
1: controllers. I... I warned you when we were writing the show notes to this, I will be controversial. Okay,
0: you're picky. I know, there's no (laughs) Xbox controllers in this lineup.
1: It's a high standard. Correct. (laughs) I have a standard. That's why I have a controller system. I I mean, literally, the drawer next to me, the PlayStation controller, there needs to be something for me to grip. There is.
0: Look, there. Well, uh, there's not. All right, fair yeah. enough.
1: Moving on. I'm um, um, gonna play with my pop charts. So
0: before before we move on to the NES, we have but, to go to everybody's favorite. Well, I, I thought you said we weren't gonna do any peripherals. No, we we're doing some peripherals. Listen, don't push me. <laughs> um. Wait, just, just, I, I can't bring this, the and by the way, if you're listening on the podcast, I'm sorry, and not watching the video, because you have no idea the crazy things that I'm doing on video, but I'll give you a hint. There's something about that noise that I absolutely love. Maybe it's the, like, 25-year-old spring in there. I'm oh, God. That. I just said it's a 25-year-old spring. This spring is so much older than that. <laughs> 25 years ago was not the
1: 80s no 25 years ago was 1995
0: i know 96. super sad we're super old anyway this is the nes zapper the original home console light gun for you kids at home that don't remember this you use this to shoot the ducks on duck hunt uh and it was super cool now now what are you gonna rate this I'm very curious.
1: So, in truth, I love the Duck Hunt. And I played the game a whole lot. Remember, and we're not rating the games. It was I we're rating. I, the, I okay, okay. And I wish, to this day, I still had that gun. Because I think it, the way it felt in your hand was amazing. I loved it. Ah! I think it had some difficulties, but I would give it a B.
0: I am gonna give this an A because it is, it's beautiful. I mean, if you've watched any, literally any video that we've ever recorded, you'll know that this sits right there on my shelf because not only is it just cool to look at, it it still works. Like, the spring still works. The spring is like... Somebody
1: made a Nerf version of that. Like a retro Nerf version. Oh, I gotta find
0: it. It's also... I have it next to my Splatoon guy because it's a gun in Splatoon. It's a pretty good gun in Splatoon. But yeah, this was super fun. Like, if you had a friend that had it, you would constantly bug them to play Duck Hunt. And they would never want to because the novelty of it was worn off for them. I don't even know if there were like any other games on the NES that utilize this but I mean it's fun it's not very accurate to be honest like when you're actually using it but it was super fun I give it an A well I'll give it a B because it it had one single use (laughs) for its whole like existence so we'll give it an A the last NES era thing is the NES Advantage, which I honestly did not even know existed until Corporal sent me a picture and was like, don't forget <laughs> this. And I'm like, what is that abomination?
1: Yeah. Um, it, you talk about uh, arcade console <coughs> controllers.
0: I mean, it's like a mini fight stick. It's a Joy-Con. We don't have one to show you, but it's basically like a Joy-Con. It's a joystick... And like
1: what, like two buttons? Yeah, yep. It's it's literally an arcade cabinet controller setup.
0: So, I didn't know this existed. I didn't know anybody who had one. I guess I'll give it a, a B-, because it looks cool. Like, it looks like it would be fun to play with, but I've never heard of it. They did a really bad job of marketing it, I guess.
1: I, I thought maybe the duck hunt gun was used in something else, but I can't find any supporting evidence. So
0: yeah, I, I, I don't, think I guess that you're that right. So duck hunt, little dog. <laughs>
1: um,
0: yeah. NES advantage. I've, I, I've never, does it exist? Is this, are we in an alternate dimension that it,
1: li- oh, it definitely in? exists. With I was about burn, to buy one on eBay
0: with the Bernstein bears it's alternate oh, dimension. Nice wasn't actually around but now it is
1: um
0: anyway moving on
1: the super there's a term for that there's a psychological term for that uh where you think something was there but it's subjective so your I think mind it's, really is it the there.
0: mandala i think yes. it's the
1: mandala effect because mandala everybody effect.
0: remembers oh no this is no it's called the mandala effect An example of the Mandala effect is everyone thought that Nelson Mandela died in the 80s. But in fact, he like died like recently. And everybody was like, what? He was still alive? No, I specifically remember him dying. And it's like
1: alternate reality. Or like a childhood house you remember being red, but really it was blue.
0: Yeah. Or everybody remembers the Bernstein bears spelled one way, but it was the Bernstein bears or something. So NES Advantage maybe existed maybe didn't depends <laughs> depends which dimension you're from anyway the super nes controller i could have sworn you got one of the super nes controllers for the switch when they like made the
1: oh i was going or i it was acquired <laughs> but i no longer have in my possession
0: okay okay
1: kids to be to be gentle
0: (laughs) um so the snes controller in my opinion is a beautiful work of art controller it was the first controller to have uh the four button display or the four button configuration that we know and love um it did have if i'm not mistaken
1: it there are did two have versions, the the red, green, blue but I think the standard one is what you're thinking of is the purple thing. Yes. And the pink.
0: Uh, the purple, it was the dark purple, the light purple. And the light purple. And then the gray and it had the dark gray around the circle. It also had the triggers on top, the L and R button. They yep. invented the L and R button. I I love I love the Super NES controller. A a. it's aesthetically one of the most uh, the, I find one of the most aesthetically pleasing Nintendo controllers that has ever existed and it just did so much it set the four button standard that you still see on the Xbox controller on the Pro controller on the PlayStation controller like
1: yeah it definitely did that's it X Y A B yeah,
0: instead of having two, instead of having the two, you know, horizontal buttons, they just kind of put them at a, at a, at a like they're like sideways. They're just like, whatever. We could be fun, uh. Like I think that's, I love it. A, I would say A plus, but there's other, like. I will say for its time, it was A, but in the grand scheme of other controllers, I will give it an A. Because it's okay. not as comfortable as modern controllers.
1: For its time, sure, I'll give it an A. Compared to every other controller out there, yet again being controversial because of my own opinions, B.
0: Uh, but like, even in modern times,
1: I prefer if you
0: take an SNES controller and hold it up to that big, ugly thing that's on your wall, the Xbox controller. I will say without any argument that the SNES controller looks better than that controller. No. Absolutely. <laughs> Are you joking? The Xbox controller yeah. looks like they so went, "All right, where do you want to put the where do you want to put the second thumbstick?" Uh, they closed their <laughs> eyes right there. Where do you want to put the buttons? Um, here, you know, the standard thing. What color do you want to make them? Uh, I don't know. Let's just pick four random colors. Let's just put them in there. Should we make them clear no. or colored?
1: Uh, a little bit of both. The Super NES controller is classic. I'll give you that. It and is classic. Clean. First off, colors are the same colors that are on the NES color. No, they're not. Yeah, they're all yeah. they're in a different they're in different spots. Different patterns, but that's like making arguments between PlayStation and Xbox. And I know I
0: know those buttons are clear with paint on the bottom, which just looks so ugly to me.
1: No, it's it's a 3D printed Y that's slightly raised inside of a glass dome shell that's on top. So it has this dimensional. So it's feel like a snow globe. Yes.
0: Gross. That reminds me of my grandma's house. I- <laughs>
1: You are just a hater. And it's just Moving it's just
0: up. all black and it looks like chunky. I don't know.
1: SNES controller.
0: Wait, 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 wait. There's peripherals. There peripherals for the SNES <laughs> controller. The Super Scope, which was basically a like crazy Rambo version of this that was yeah. like you like put it on your shoulder. <laughs> like the 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 most the I know about thing. it is uh it's a it's a weapon in Super Smash Brothers. It's an item that you can use. Then you go, it does like the rapid fire, and then you can charge it up. Um, and then the other thing, the other peripheral for the Super Nintendo was the SNES mouse that I think was only used in Mario Paint, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Sure. I did, don't know. Wait,
0: did you never play Mario Paint?
1: I own Mario Paint and never played it. You for, never played
0: Mario Paint. You never was, slapped the flies. You never made terrible music. No. Oh my god. I know what you should stream this week. Oh <laughs> my god. Yeah, the mouse was kind of terrible. I'll give it a C plus for trying to do something cool and failing. Oh, I
1: wasn't even gonna rate the peripherals because I didn't think the peripherals needed to be rated. I
0: I mean, we rated that. We rated the Nintendo Zapper, so we kind of have to. Super Scope. Super Scope, I'll give a B minus because it kind of looked cool.
1: As a uh, cosplay item that you could mod? Sure, B. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. The next one is something that I have very, very limited. I had to Google what the controller looked like, um, and that that is for the uh, the Virtual Boy. Now, the Virtual Boy... Was some people say it's it was ahead of its time. Some people say it was just weird as hell, <laughs> and both of them are right. The Virtual Boy was the the all red graphics headset that might give you a seizure. <laughs> um, yeah, it was like Nintendo's attempt at like VR
1: kind before of thing. VR. Yeah. yeah,
0: VR before VR. So you um,
1: are you judging this based off of the headset or the control? no the actual controller which okay. you might
0: have to Google yeah no I've um, seen it and it's just I don't even know what it is it's you know what it
1: reminds me of a you mad two, octopus you take a flight stick you're like in uh, a flight simulator flight stick but you take two of them and you weld them together at the top
0: it's. It's real ugly. Like I don't understand. I guess they wanted to make it so that because you, they wanted to make it so that if you used it, you wouldn't need to look at it because you couldn't look at it. Right?
1: Yeah, if you're you trying the to use headset on.
0: Yeah, so they needed you needed basically to be able to grip it and your thumbs naturally fell where the buttons are, which it has two D-pads and then it has two sets of two buttons.
1: Yeah, uh, right? Like an A and a B and an X and a Y. Yeah. A and a B, X and a Y, and then So,
0: I guess, I mean, I never used it because I never had a Virtual Boy, but yeah. I'm gonna I'm a give this a C, because it's <laughs> ugly as hell. It probably wasn't very good to use. I'm gonna I mean, tell you
1: right now, I didn't know much about it. I didn't own it. It looks ugly as sin, and it is not praised highly in the community. Mm. It's probably a D. You know, I was just going to say, I'm
0: going to give it a D. I don't know why in my mind I was thinking like A, B, C. I forgot there was like... I'm going no, to still... give this a There's, D minus. It's
1: still the... an F. Like, we There's one controller like a... on
0: this list yes. that I might give an F to. <laughs> There's one. This one gets a D or maybe a D minus. Uh,
1: um.
0: Yeah, it's that's ugly. That's an ugly one. A, that's a controller only a mother could love. um. So the next one.
1: Is the only controller that any gamer should ever own in their entire life. You want to know what gaming system is going to get an A out of me? It's this next one. Really? Yes.
0: What? Nintendo 64. Yeah. The if Nintendo 64. You're, if
1: you're not giving the 64 The most obtuse...
0: The most obtuse controller. This is the only controller on the list where if you handed it to somebody who had never used it before, they don't know how to hold it.
1: <laughs> there was a video or a picture that was on Facebook the other day as I was scrolling through. It must have known that I was doing research for this episode. And it was... Uh, like four girls who are sitting in a row trying to play like Mario Kart on the N sixty four, and they're holding the controller one hand here and the other two hands on. The I stick. saw it.
0: I saw it. It's gross. I, I was
1: offended.
0: Now let 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 me let me let me take a step back. The N sixty four controller is awesome because it gave zero shits about anything. <laughs> about it was, it was so. It was so weird. It's still so weird. There's three handles, but... never
1: used one of them.
0: Humans have two hands. So maybe this one is also from another dimension. It had the Z trigger, which was awesome. So fun to click. Sometimes you just clicked it for no reason. It had the controller... It had all, everything that you needed. The C buttons, it had A, B, it had the triggers. But then stick in the center and it D had, the side. Like, like, there are some cities where just, like, you don't go to the west end of town. And that was the Nintendo 64 controller. Because it was, like, you had all this cool stuff downtown, and then, like, you looked over there and you're like... Why are you here?
1: (laughs) The D-pad was on the far left-hand side, on the handle And it got its own handle. That nobody used. There was never a game. I I take that back. There was one game that I remember playing that it was like, position your hand like this to access the D-pad.
0: If you're a sociopath.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But,
0: but, but, but
1: best controller ever
0: the nintendo 64 controller couple things a it was the first controller where they were like we're gonna make this controller fun because we are (laughs) gonna release it in the most crazy colors you've ever seen they this thing came in donkey kong banana yellow (laughs) silver purple every color see the see-through purple Crazy, yeah. crazy colors, and I had, the,
1: uh, I had the green, the the silver, and the gray. I had the gray. I also had the pink one, the see-through pink one.
0: I had this. Which one did I have? I had the see-through orange one. Oh yeah. I had the gray one, and then I think I had like a yellow one, maybe. I don't remember. Um, the other thing that's worth noting is this was the first controller that you could do two very cool things... Uh, actually, a bunch of cool things with. So it had the slot in the back that you could... Business in the insert. front, party in the back.
1: <laughs> you could insert a memory card. Yes. Which
0: and was cool. The, which was sick because you could go to your friend's house. I remember hanging out,
1: hanging out yeah. with
0: all you guys. This was like the growing up, coming to age console. And... You know, you had that one friend who know how to, who knew how to hit the button really fast on Bomberman and get all the cool hidden gear yeah. or unlock the cart the or the whatever on Mario Kart or Diddy Kong Racing or whatever, and they just brought their memory card and put it in the back of your controller, and then all of a sudden they could copy stuff, they could play your save file, they could beat that boss that's too hard for you. Like, it was amazing.
1: It was so if cool. you forgot that you needed to do the buttons and the pots in Banjo-Kazooie, <laughs> you could bring it over to your friend's house, and he would fly up and hit the buttons on the snowman, and you'd feel like an idiot. It did happen. It did happen.
0: We need, We should do a one of us plays and the other one talks shit commentary oh, for yes. a stream, a retro what's, stream.
1: There's, what, what's that TV show? Lady Sage loves it. Um, Liberty Science Theater or something.
0: Oh, uh, um, mystery science theater. Mystery Th- science three thousand.
1: Yeah, 2000? mystery thousand two thousand or something. We should do a mystery science theater thing where like one of us plays and the other ones in the corner just talking garbage.
0: I volunteered to talk garbage <laughs> first. <laughs> yeah, you'd um, be that. but it didn't end at memory cards. You also had the infamous Rumble Pack.
1: This is probably the only controller that somebody was like, you know, we released a really great controller, but we should upgrade it <laughs> and it can be upgraded.
0: And the rumble packs were just like out of control, like too much rumble. <laughs> I remember playing Super Smash Brothers and we rumbled so hard that it fell out of the controller. Yes, I was just about to say that exact story. Yes, yeah. it happened.
1: <laughs> um, we, rumbled, we rumbled. We rumbled so hard.
0: So hard. <laughs> J- Jimmy's were rustled and packs were rumbled. Um, the other thing that I almost forgot about is this was the age of uh, Pokemon Stadium, and mm-hmm. you could also buy the adapter that lets you plug in your Game Boy games. Yeah. And for a couple select games, there was integration. You could pop in Pokemon Blue or Red or Yellow and put your Pokemon in Pokemon Stadium, which was pretty cool. I think I think you could even maybe do Game Boy Camera in the Game Boy adapter into the okay. N64 controller. I don't know if there was any application for that, but I feel like there might have been. I feel like I remember... You could, I saw a video, you could do something with Perfect Dark, where if you had a Game Boy camera and the adapter, you could put the camera in the adapter, in the controller, and then bring pictures of yourself or your friends into Perfect Dark. That's unconfirmed. Interesting. But maybe. But the Nintendo 64 controller gets an A for me. Because a it's awesome. Plus. It's a awesome.
1: Plus.
0: I don't, I, the plus, they, it,
1: You know what? It, it deserves an S. An in S? Super. No. This isn't super. It's Daddy. not a tier list.
0: Did you ever get an S? Did you ever get an S on a in, test? Kindergarten, you got S's
1: in yeah, school. Yeah, that, was,
0: that was stands for see me after class.
1: <laughs> not
0: in kindergarten.
1: <clears throat> Maybe in high school. Oh my
0: gosh. Anyway. Oh. Uh, N64. I'm I'm deeply troubled that I don't have one to, to share because... yeah. My N64 controllers, no lie, all died in a Hurricane. <laughs> my N64 controllers were literally washed out to sea. I'm not even kidding. I live in New Jersey. It was in my parents' house. Hurricane Sandy came, and we're like, "I <laughs> see you later, childhood."
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Many things were destroyed that day.
0: So, uh. next up, a controller that still stands the test of time as the standard, the only way to play certain semi-competitive party games. And this controller
1: is, is good for nothing else other than this one game. Controller.
0: That's a lie! It's a dirty lie and you know it. The GameCube controller. <laughs> Tremble in its
1: presence! <laughs> the That's, the thumbnail. That's the thumbnail right there. The GameCube controller looks like... Um, like the perfect form
0: of function and sex what's, appeal.
1: What's the the robots in uh Doctor Who? Cybermen. It looks like Cybermen.
0: Just listen trying- to that. Doesn't that just give you doesn't that just give you tingles?
1: I don't like it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you can do too I- stuff like this. Shout out shout out to Wolf by Trade for customizing this controller for me. I'm sorry that it's a a smash controller, but it's got really pretty buttons. But the GameCube controller, the GameCube controller, it's it's awesome it came in so many colors. Another.
1: The GameCube console was the first console that was portable. Had a handle on it. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's. A thing you can say, I guess. (laughs) GameCube controllers are good for your soul. At the same time, GameCube controllers are terrible. (laughs) I have a lot of nostalgia. Thus,
1: thus I give GameCube controllers a C.
0: I have spent more time playing games with GameCube controllers probably than any other single controller in my life. Yep. Because GameCube games, and then any Smash title I've played with a GameCube controller, primarily. You can hook a GameCube controller up to your computer using the Wii U adapter. And play games on Steam with a GameCube controller, if you're a masochist like me. <laughs> um, They got a lot of issues I only know this because of competitive smash with triggers and dead zones, and they're not the most precisely engineered controller. Um, So nostalgia aside, I have to give them a B, I think. Okay. So iconic. Like, they're so good. I have so much personal attachment. I've broken so many of them. I have a, I have a graveyard of these things. Um, but not like rage. Let's, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Maybe there's some confusion here. By the way, you're smirking. Not Not rage-breaking use. If you've ever played Smash, you get these. Look, you can even see it in this one. And this one's like not even that old. You see this right here. That's what happens. That's life. Right there. That's life. That's life. That's what life looks like if you play Smash. Um, so, GameCube controller is B. Um, the WaveBird was the uh, wireless no. variant of the GameCube controller.
1: The WaveBird was trying to be an N64 controller. No,
0: it was a, a fat looking GameCube controller that was wireless, but it, was it sucked. Trying. D. Yeah. D. D. There was latency. You can't you can't ledge dash Invincible up smash jab up smash L can't you can't do that on a wave bird. Get out of here. D It was only called the wave bird. Purely, why is it called the Wave Bird? What does a bird have to do with it? Because you fly through the air after you threw it out of frustration until the signal died. Anyway. Alright, now Now things are about to get that wasn't weird. Things are about to get
1: weird. No. Things they're are not. about
0: to get things are about to get real.
1: This is this things is the line to... in the sand where I said we we're going to be controversial. Things are about to get real weird real
0: fast. What is this even?
1: <laughs> For those listening at home.
0: The we <laughs> the, the wee moat and nunchuck.
1: The wee nunchuck pair.
0: The Wii. I don't have a nunchuck. I. I mean, I'm sure I do own a nunchuck, but I couldn't find one.
1: <laughs> so personally, the Wii, uh, the Wii mote, I think was innovative, exciting, creative, provided the opportunity for sword play, tennis play, golf play. You had a bunch of workout things that you could do with the Wii Nunchuck. Like, I'll be honest with you, as awkward as this controller was, it is by far one of the most versatile controllers that they've made.
0: It's a TV remote. (laughs) It's just a TV remote with less (laughs) buttons and a (laughs) shitty battery life.
1: (laughs) And a wrist strap. I would give this like a B minus or a C. So, B minus, it's a B minus.
0: So, you have to give it infinite props for innovation. Yep. Much like this, you have to give this infinite props for innovation. But as you for its time, time, but. We're not living in all time. We're not ethereal beings. We live in a timeline defined by time passing. And this is a terrible thing to play a game on.
1: <laughs> the only exception is Wii Sports. The I'll tell you right now, because it just recently was announced, Skyward Sword on that type of a uh, controller was horrible.
0: Yes. Yes. That's the thing, though, is like any normal game that came out for the Wii, they shoehorned the motion into because they had to. Nintendo was like, alright, well, our controller looks like this, so, like, if you're not incorporating motion, like, it's gonna be awful.
1: It was great for shooters. You could hook those things up to, like, the guns. Yeah,
0: but it it wasn't. It was not accurate.
1: If you wanted to You'd be, be like... G- you were an arcade shooter, then it was good.
0: I will say the the unexpected uh the unexpected fun of trying to constantly have double a batteries in this thing (laughs) and god forbid you you misplaced your sensor bar on the wii that this communicated with
1: sensor bar
0: because that was how it worked you had to put a sensor bar on your tv if you put it if you went to your friend's house and they had their sensor bar on the top, but your system was set for the bottom. You have to like go like this and configure it. It was painful, but fun fact, life hack. If you're ever in a situation where you're trying to use a Wii remote, you don't have a sensor bar, you can light one or two candles and put them above the TV because the sensor bar emitted the infrared signals And this just relayed to the console where it was relative to the infrared heat sources. So if you had two candles, they give off heat, infrared rays. You could use this with candles, and it just looked like you were having a seance trying to play tennis (laughs) with your friend or bowling. So it looked like you were possessed because you were freaking out. And then the candles were lit. It was weird. I told you this was going to get weird. Um,
1: what do you rate it?
0: A, a C plus. A C. Just a C. Okay. It, I it, gave it a B plus. It, it, stays, but... it stays afloat from the D territory because the motion controls were wild. But you outside of Wii Sports, you could not convince me to play anything using this and the nunchuck they did have a classic controller which you could plug in instead of the nunchuck which was basically uh like a snes controller that you used with uh with this and that was fine that was like snes it was kind of ugly kind of clunky but um next so that was that was the uh the mote. And after the Wii, of course, comes the Wii U. U! Why?
1: Why? So, I'm going to be honest with you. The Wii U deserves more praise than what it currently gets.
0: Okay, Nick Yeti. Er,
1: (laughs) Yes, yet again, I'll channel my Nick Yeti. The Wii U, the handheld screen controller, provided you control of the TV. You could watch TV while you still played the game on the screen. You could do both. It was great for passing off to your kids so that you had access to entertain the children and still watch TV or a gamer father while your wife at the time decided to watch every episode of Grey's Anatomy for the rest of her life. At least I could be entertained and yet still be in the room and was acceptable I, I think the Wii U deserves more credit because of that innovation. And I strongly believe that to this day, the Wii U is the reason why they pushed for the Switch and they developed the Switch because of that versatility and that creativity.
0: I agree with most of those points. To me, because of
1: that, the Wii U gets a B.
0: A B? Okay. To me, the Wii U controller was very polarizing because... So, on one hand, you have all the stuff that you talked about. It was innovative. I used it to control my TV and streaming services for years. Um, it was awesome to have the touchpad, Mario Maker, oh, Splatoon. Mario Maker. There were so many good applications of the gamepad being used... In the game. I think it was... Mm -hmm. um, Was it Metroid? Was there a Metroid for Wii U? There was some game that used the Wii U where it was like... There was actual relevant information on the gamepad and then you looked up. Like, Splatoon Splatoon was honestly awesome because you could look
1: down... Zombie U. There was a video game called Zombie U. It was a zombie survival game. It took place in London. The main controls controlled the screen... But if you need to open up your backpack or you need to view your map, it was down on the bottom screen.
0: Yeah, so there was there was a lot of cool applications. So for that, the Wii U remote does deserve credit. But there were games that didn't need a touchscreen. And for those games that didn't need a touchscreen, you had to suddenly use, like a five pound lunchbox shaped controller to play. And it sucked. It was terrible. If you're using it as a tablet and you're using it as a tool to interact with the game and th- that's fine. But
1: case in they point- They still offered you uh, a controller option.
0: Uh, Yeah, there was the Wii U Pro controller.
1: The Wii U Pro controller. I never used you it. Could- you could dock your station and use the Wii U Pro controller.
0: But that's a separate controller that deserves its own separate rating. Yeah. I never had that. So case in point, there were a lot of games that used the the Wii U controller. to its full potential, mini-map, touchscreen, all that. Cool. But like Pokken, that released for the Wii U, was yeah. terrible to play on that controller. Super Smash Bros. Brawl. Uh, wait, what did Brawl come out for? Did Brawl... No, Brawl came out for the Wii.
1: Yeah, the Wii.
0: Um, uh, but Smash. Smash for Wii U. Duh, that's the one that came out for Wii U. <laughs> Playing Smash Brothers on that controller was a nightmare. It was terrible. Half the games that came out for the Wii U that did not utilize the touchscreen were awful. You would have arthritis in a half an hour play session. It was so yeah. bad to use. See, I want,
1: I want to argue the point that there have been plenty of times I've gone to your Red Bank apartment and we had the Wii U set up and every one of us had controllers and we played the game. But Yep, you're because right. I had a GameCube
0: adapter and we all used the GameCube controllers. controllers. Yeah. Nobody wanted to play on the Wii U. If you were yeah. that friend, that you ran out of controllers and you had to play smash on the Wii U that was your instant excuse for losing. That's the only benefit of using it. You had an immediate John
1: or or you purposely set up a handicap in the game settings,
0: yeah, but it was it was it was not a good controller to play on. it had that's why I'm saying it's polarizing because for the purposes of mini maps and a unique you know peripheral for interaction, it was great. Yeah for just being a controller as the main controller that if you lost or broke, you could not access your system? Whoa. The last couple years of my Wii U's life, the battery kicked it on the controller and I had to have it plugged in. Imagine that. (laughs) It was painful.
1: Uh, Okay. So you rate it? I,
0: I don't know. Because it's like... When it was good, it was A-level. A-level because it gave a unique, unique thing. It's kind of like the Wii controllers. Like, for motion control, super cool. For everything else, 10-year-old tuna fish sandwich level of smelly badness. So,
1: on one end, it's an A. On the other end, it's a C. So, we'll cut it even and call it a B. Or is it a D, and it really should be like a C+. I'll it a B-minus.
0: I'll give it a okay. B minus because it did control the TV. It did have other purposes and you could just not use it.
1: And you had it for years and you loved it and it's more important to you than you want to admit.
0: I mean, it still works technically. So I guess <laughs> that's a feat in itself. Um, the Wii U Pro Controller, I can't give a rating because I've never touched one in my life.
1: I'm assuming... I tried to get one for every year that I've had it and I was not able to acquire one until literally right before the switch came out so I only used it for a short period of time because they were hard to come by I guess I'll give it a B
0: because I'm assuming it was it was it was a B it was okay it was passable it made the Wii U playable
1: moving on
0: moving on The final generation, the final frontier, as you Trekkies say.
1: The Switch. The Nintendo's Switch. Um, The one controller I actually still do have. The Nunchucks.
0: The Nunchucks. Um, I'm going to let you open this one up because I'm curious.
1: So, the Nunchucks have all of the benefits... All of the benefits. Say that again. All of the benefits. So many benefits. Of the Wii U controller and the Wii con- remotes. All of the benefits. The Wii U? You mean the Wii? The Wii nunchucks oh, and yeah, yeah. the Wii U controller. The motion sensing and the ability yeah. of and blah, blah blah. It has all of those benefits. <sighs> By themselves, aesthetically, they're not that bad. When I first... So, I was at Nick Yeti's house. I saw uh, his l- younger sister playing one of these. And she was sitting on the couch like this. Like, doing her thing. And I was like, how do you play a game like that? Like, they're meant to be moved. Like, oh my god. you're You... Ew. And then... I got one, and that's exactly what I did. Was I sat on the couch and didn't move, and I was like, eh. You do the chipmunk where you just have them up like here. You, yep. know,
0: you don't need to. You just sit normally and have them in your yeah. hands. Oh, well, that's
1: why I end, up, like, I end up just like sitting my arms on the couch, just kind of sitting down. like Put one down, pick up my drink, put another down.
0: Yeah. Like, Accidentally do try thing. to drink your controller, realize you've got too much <laughs> to drink.
1: So, because of that, great. But this beautiful
0: piece of plastic (laughs) is what it is
1: so okay first off the controller is best used in a controller box so you've got the controller feel which immediately takes away the nunchuck benefits that it comes with but the biggest flaw of this controller setup is the actual thumbsticks the drift problem for the Switch so sticks is, to this day, one of the biggest failures of Nintendo and has been fought about in courts because they still have not accepted the fact or uh, uh, not admitted. 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 Guilt. admitted the fact that they produced a faulty product. That... With They'll fix taking, it for free. Taking that problem away, quality product, all the benefits of past generation stuff, innovative design, great, but the biggest flaw inherent in every single controller they ever made. Garbage.
0: So what's a score? D. You, you praised it. Oh, it's a D? It's a D. Ah, that's why I let you go first, because I wanted to hear...
1: I will. I went out of my way to get a pro controller for this <laughs> console for that very reason. I to point out of all of the like this is my original Xbox 360 controller. This is my original PlayStation 2 controller. This is my original Nintendo Switch controller that I had to replace and get new P, new Joy Cons for Should've because sent the drift the drift was horrible. So this is the only controller I've had to replace in all of my years of gaming.
0: No, there's no I, way you didn't burn through Nintendo 64 controllers playing Mario Party.
1: Nintendo 64 controllers came like by the barrel of a dozen. I had like six of them.
0: Okay, uh, yeah, I guess. There, that's
1: so fair. in that and then in that retrospect, yes, the little joystick con on the N64 controller was a problem. But it's so better always, quality the, than the Joy Cons. Exactly. It was white powder functional. would come out, and you'd sniff Even it to stay
0: awake, but...
1: You just hit it with some air or some WD-40, oh. and you ran it around, and then you oh, was good no. to go again. Oh, no. No, no. That is not...
0: Maybe we had different levels of use for our controllers. <laughs> my controllers... I could get 360-degree rotation with my N64 controllers by tilting them. They were bad. They had no... They had no juice left.
1: I I did not have that problem.
0: Yeah, no. They they just needed a little
1: love love and grease and they went back into work.
0: Oh, God, no. Mine were like... I wish they were still around. It would be (laughs) hilarious to show. Um, So, the Joy-Cons. And I have mine here, but I made you show yours because mine are the boring black-on-black. Some might say classic.
1: Classy black-on-black,
0: but admittedly a little boring. So, I think this is another example of, like, truly polarizing use and design. Because the fact that you can have these, and you can play with them, and then you snap them into the console, and it becomes a portable console. Innovation, once again, this has been the theme of the episode, is they start as something truly innovative. You can break them out. They could be little mini controllers that really, really hurt your hands.
1: Yeah. Every console, every console immediately was given to you with two controllers. Yeah, you immediately had co-op couch play right off the gate. Pretty cool. Um, the actual
0: quality of these are probably the worst physical product that Nintendo has ever produced. Yeah, you got these little these little puny buttons that are actually functionally okay but like they're lo- they're like they're not even m&ms these are mini m&ms nobody wants mini m&ms give me a I peanut mean, m&m regular m&m not truly
1: me. imagine a big burly man sitting here with this tiny little thing even
0: a kid they look even small
1: to kids and then, controllers your bumpers are up here so now we're, right now, we are right back to the NES days. It, like, that's, no, that's no, 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 what this no. is. Do not,
0: do not, do not insult <laughs> the NES controller, okay? Look, we're just going to do a quick comparison. Ready? Look. Okay. So, switch, switch controller. Yeah my thumbs are bumping I into each other. I am sorry
1: for anybody who's NES listening this controller. the podcast. Look,
0: look how much room, they're roommates at best. <laughs> they're not even in the same room. If you're
1: watching this or listening to this on the podcast, please go to Facebook and find the video.
0: The drift issues are unacceptable. Like, trying to play games on these that don't involve motion is unacceptable. Like, there's really not even that many games on the Switch that involve motion motion that you need to, like, be wildly... Like, there's some tilt like gyroscopic things that are standard in every other controller now.
1: They did that. The moment they allowed the controllers to be docked onto the cut the system itself, there was no need for crazy They're motions cute. on the, the sports game.
0: They're cute. You can buy and collect colors and they have limited edition colors and you can take them to raves and do all kinds of crazy stuff <laughs> with them. Uh, I'm gonna say C minus because they are truly innovative. They have little lights that go. Um, but the quality of them is actually dog water, as the kids but, say.
1: But. But. But
0: wait. All is not lost, friends. Because. We have. The most glorious controller of them all. The Nintendo Switch Pro controller. How? The Joy Cons. And the Nintendo Switch Pro Controller were developed in the same year baffles me. Yeah. Because the Pro Controller is arguably, to me, the best controller that I have ever used.
1: That's probably because you've never owned an Xbox.
0: Why would I own an (laughs) Xbox? (laughs) <laughs> no, I have never. I've used Xbox controllers. I've never spent any real time with them.
1: but Can I, we, we just need to point out that the N or that the uh, pro controller in many ways is an Xbox controller. Uh... like you can't even sit here and argue the fact when it is literally mapped out the exact same. Uh, Well,
0: then are you going to say the Xbox controller is actually just a PlayStation controller?
1: No, because the PlayStation controller is not mapped out the exact same.
0: Switch the D-pad and the thumbstick, and it's mapped out the exact same. That's the only Uh, difference.
1: Maybe. That's
0: the only difference. (laughs) But the Pro Controller is so comfortable it's it's just, it's just right.
1: It's it just is right. I it works.
0: Admit- it's the only, it's the only uh, Nintendo controller that's ever natively integrated with PC. Steam yep. officially supports this controller. I play with a lot of my Steam games with this controller. Um, it has, forget what it's called by Nintendo, HD Rumble. I think where the game can feed the controller different levels of rumble where in the past it's either rumbling or it's not rumbling the gamecube controller it's got maybe it's got like a low rumble and a high rumble but this has dynamic rumble so it rumbles in like percentage like think about it, increase in volume instead of having a loud rumble and a low rumble it's got you know 10 levels of rumble that coordinate with what's going on in the on the uh, on the screen but the joysticks, are the right height. The the buttons are all like good. It's just the the edge it's just it's a really great controller. I give it an A plus. I love my Pro Controller. I yeah. The I, only thing that I like more than the Pro Controller are the Pro Controllers that are made to look like the SNES controllers. <laughs> Those are my S class controller. I think 8 Beto oh. makes them. I just haven't gotten one
1: but so i agree that the pro controller is an a that's that's all i'm gonna give you
0: that's all you're gonna give me that's all right i'll take it that's fine um they also have the fun splatoon version of these the smash version of these xenoblade new monster hunter versions of these there's some i'm i'm a little disappointed that they haven't really gone to town with like customization and more fun versions of the Pro Controller.
1: Yes. Like you've got all these funky colors for this the Joy-Cons. yeah there's your funky colors of the Pro Controller. Because
0: like I said, there's there's Xenoblade, there's Smash, there's Splatoon, there's Monster Hunter, and
1: I mean heck, I even Xbox it. has even gone so far as to release the controller suite studio where you can go online and pay them eighty bucks so that you can customize the stick, the buttons, the triggers, the casing, the grip. You can have a multicolored, you can engrave your controller. Yeah,
0: that, I will say, Xbox is the number one place to go if you want a colorful design controller. Why Nintendo won't
1: do that with these, I don't know. And their Joy-Con advertisement and the Joy-Con color palette that they already have in place screams for that to be done with the Pro Controller. Why? Like... And you allowed Microsoft to do it before you? Or you're lagging behind and even attempting to do it I don't it know. Yourself? Maybe
0: not enough Maybe not enough people actually spend the moolah to buy these controllers. Because you think about it, a lot of people buy the Switch, or now the Switch Lite, for the portability and never have a need. Don't even well, understand why you need this controller. The whole
1: point of the Switch is that the Switch is portable. But yeah. I'll be honest with you, I love the ability of taking my portable Switch and bringing it home dropping into in my dock and plopping on my couch and continuing to play. I've actually
0: like taken my Switch to another room, used the little kickstand, and then played it with the broken Controller because I'm like, <laughs> ew, Joy-Cons. I'm not trying to drift all over the place. Um, and then of course, I have to put this in as a peripheral because we've had experience using it and putting videos out about it, is the Ring Fit, which is... Oh. Yeah. The Ring Fit is like if Nintendo woke up and chose violence. The Ring the Ring Fit is the chaotic the chaotic neutral of controllers. The Ring Fit is just like something I would have never predicted Nintendo to put out and it's amazing. I give it an A. It only has one application, but it's like it's a serious piece of equipment. That thing will kick your ass.
1: Yeah. You- I mean, I have it. I, I've used it. It's it's totally up there.
0: It's good. It's quality. Like, the fact that they designed it for exercise and it hasn't broken...
1: Like I don't know if it's an A quality, but it's definitely up there. I'll give it a B.
0: I give it an A- for being, like, awesome quality, awesome idea, but, like, so not practical. Like it's a it's a giant rubber wheel and it's not even for racing games. Jesus take the wheel. That's exactly what Nintendo said when they made it. <laughs> um so 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 to, it sounds like
1: Nintendo 64 and the GameCube and the Pro the Controller Switch for the Pro- Switch.
0: So here's my question, if you were stuck on a desert island. <laughs> And you can only have one controller to play the entire collection of Nintendo games. What controller are you picking?
1: Does my controller have infinite battery life or is it dependent on batteries?
0: Um, it's rechargeable. And even if it's a Wiimote, it has rechargeable batteries. So if it's wireless, it stays wireless and you have a way to charge it infinitely infinitely yes
1: truthfully probably the pro controller i i personally love the n64 controller better but at its current state the pro controller has the better longevity now granted we have yet to be presented with games that require you to go with the joysticks yet because that's why the N64 controllers died, because you had to do that rocker thing. But right now, the Joy-Con, or the the, the Pro Controller, is... is I, would,
0: I think I would also say the Pro Controller. And the Pro Controller, like, obviously, like, you're not playing first-person shooters, besides Goldeneye, with the Nintendo 64 controllers. Like, you can't play yeah. joystick games with the original NES. So it's not exactly on even ground. But I think... The Pro Controller was the first Nintendo controller that I picked up where I like held it and I was like, this is like stepping into a luxury vehicle,
1: especially in
0: comparison with how dog shit the Joy-Cons are.
1: I have played Xbox for such a long time. The first time I picked up a PlayStation controller, I died my entire time (laughs) of playing the game. I as well as inside my soul. <laughs> Cuz you were so like that,
0: right? it's like it's like hit the triangle button. You're like what the fuck what's the triangle?
1: <laughs> I literally Give went out bought, I literally went out and bought a third party PlayStation controller that was shaped and, no. and designed <laughs> like an Xbox controller. So with that You got too, little stickers
0: <laughs> that you put over the symbols
1: with that being said, I, I've gotten to the PlayStation controller now, and, and I'm comfortable with it. But still, to this day, I prefer the Xbox controllers, and the fact that the Switch Pro controller is so innovatively similar, I am very happy with it. I It's, it's there.
0: I will say, the PlayStation DualShock, or not the DualShock, the, the new PS5 controller... Looks like the best controller ever. I have to give it props.
1: I will wait to see how it pans out. I still think that the Xbox Elite controller may outperform it, but because of the new innovative... uh, Haptic
0: feedback?
1: Haptic feedback settings that are in it, it may have something above the Xbox, but we'll see.
0: Yes. Um, The last thing
1: a and- side note and i total tangent but we said the word so now i'm going to run with it Uh-oh. haptic feedback vests that you can get for gaming now ooh so if you've ever for watched or heard, yeah if you've ever watched or read the book ready player one the haptic suits They make haptic vests now for actual gamers today. That like you get shot, it'll determine like positions of things and like breaths across your back and cold and whatnot. Mm, I want one.
0: You got to get a VR headset first.
1: That's true.
0: VR. Well, VR is a whole nother episode. Yeah. Um, The the and I think. Do you have a side quest?
1: I do have a side quest. Because
0: I also have a mini side quest. My side quest is, and it's kind of just like a shot because the answer is obvious, but (laughs) there's always, as long as there's been Nintendo consoles and Nintendo controllers, there have always been third party controllers for Nintendo. And my question is, have you ever come across a third party Nintendo controller that you didn't want to die in a fire.
1: I've never used a third party Nintendo controller for anything ever.
0: Really? You've never used a Power A, an off-brand
1: Nintendo 64 controller? The only third party controller I've ever used was that third party Xbox to PlayStation controller that I purchased.
0: You lucky person.
1: I'm I'm posh. I'm sorry.
0: There's a lot of... I will say the best iteration of third-party controllers are currently like other versions of the Pro Uh, Controller.
1: Caveat, maybe I have used one at like Nick Yeti's house or yours house when I just didn't know or realize. You think
0: you would come (laughs) into my home and I would make you use a third-party controller? (laughs) Excuse me. Excuse me.
1: That's where that should have ended right there. Jeez. <laughs> um
0: yeah, the uh, the third party Nintendo controllers have always been pretty bad. The the 8Bitdo pro controllers, I forget what they're called, but the one looks like an SNES controller, that it's a pro controller looks awesome. I want one. Sponsor us. Um, Power A, I think, does a decent job. They've come a long way. The Power A GameCube controllers are not good. But the ones for the, the Switch are pretty good. Um, so, yeah. The answer is no, except until recently. You can probably get away with some on the Switch. So, side question.
1: My side question is not controller-related. <gasps> but does the theme of the episode... I know. But that's I, why it's I, side quest, right? That's right. It's side quest. It's off the beaten path. It's in another direction. It's completely like <laughs> like you're playing with a Joy-Con.
0: <laughs> <laughs> completely in in a direction that you never thought you would go.
1: Pokemon Legends has been announced and it is coming so- <laughs> it's coming soon. My side quest for you is what are your hopes and aspirations for this game?
0: Now, are you asking what I want it to be or what I think it will be?
1: Give me both. I was going for wants, but give me both.
0: What I want it to be is an entire game that is the next level from the wild areas in Sword and Shield. So... The wild areas for Sword and Shield. I want that to be the entire game, which kind of looks like it is, but I want it to be more dynamic with how you encounter Pokemon, how you battle Pokemon, how everything, how the mechanics work. I want, I want, I don't want it to be. I'm walking around the open world, do do do. Oh, this thing's chasing me. I bumped into it. Shh, now we're in a turn-based battle. I want it to be dynamic. In that I run into a Pokemon, it sees me, I throw my Pokemon out, we don't go into a different zone, we're still in the same area, and now we're in the open world, and I get a menu that has my attacks, and it goes and I go, and it still has the turn-based mechanic and all the functionality that Pokemon is, that people love, but it's integrated into The open world environment that doesn't feel like you have open world and then you have battle. I want them to be one thing. What I think it's going to be is So um
1: pause you right there. Okay. Everything you just said everything you just said plus dynamic lighting, day and night light cycle, weather patterns, and terrain. So like snow area, Breath of the Wild. Just say Breath of the Wild. (laughs) I want Breath of the Wild, but Pokemon. I've said it before.
0: You've been saying that for like as long as... Before we started the podcast, you were saying that. What I think it's going to be is not very good. I think it's going... Because it looks like you capture Pokemon by throwing balls at them. It looks like... You don't have to battle things to catch them.
1: I think it's going to be Pokemon Pikachu or Eevee.
0: No, I've never played those,
1: but... All all you do is you throw the ball at them.
0: So you don't have to battle to weaken it.
1: It's Pokemon Go.
0: It's Pokemon Go, yeah. I think that's what it's going to be, and I hate it. I hate it. I don't care if it's beautiful, open-world, Breath of the Wild, stunning sunsets, while you cook a home-cooked meal. If I don't have to beat the living crap out of my Pokemon before I try to catch it, you take a hike in your open world.
1: Animal abuse, bro. Animal abuse. That's
0: the whole point of the series. <laughs> <laughs> I love animals. I have three pets. Please don't report the video. Um No, I want like I want the dynamic battles, and that's not gonna yeah. happen if the dynamic battles are only happening between you and other trainers. I want Dance. it to happen in the wild.
1: Does Final Fantasy VII the remake have that dynamic? You know how like in the it original does ah. yes it
0: it it does and it doesn't because in Final Fantasy VII in the original you had a it was it was turn based you had a time bar that had to go by before you could attack. Uh, in the new one, it's more. It's more action RPG than it is turn-based RPG. I've never played the Final Fantasy VII Remake, but it looks more action-oriented, yeah. which, if that was how it played out, I would even be okay with that.
1: That's what I... Like, if they do something, I think it's going to be like that.
0: Like, if it was like if it was like Final Fantasy XII, if you've ever played Final Fantasy XII, that was sort of more action-oriented. It kind of felt more like a World of Warcraft where you could move around... I would use an ability, and then it goes on cooldown. The enemy could use an ability, and there was like a natural rhythm to the battle where it's not turn-based, but you can't just... like It's not action.
1: I like that. I that's would fine.
0: That. I'm cool with that. I don't think that's what it's going to be. Mm. So.
1: Nintendo, if you're listening, we have ideas. We
0: have ideas. I don't think they're going to listen to us after we just gave the Joy-Cons like a D for dirt quality. Um, All right. Listen, if you've made it this far into the episode, besides being completely awesome, um, you must sort of like us or at least be able to tolerate us in like hour plus. <laughs> Remember when I said this, I thought it was going to be a short episode.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not.
0: Um. You should come by our stream sometime. Right? We
1: stream? We
0: do. We stream more than we make episodes. Presto, when do we stream? Well, I stream on Tuesdays around 8 or 8.30 to around 10 p.m. And then on Fridays, we both stream around 8-8.30. Jason Corporal passes out around (laughs) 10. When his sugar high, when his sugar high crashes.
1: I am old, ladies and gentlemen. I'm old. Depending I on old depending
0: nap. on what I'm drinking, I may stay up as late as late. Free. No. That one time. It can be, it can happen. Um, but yeah, Friday nights, Tuesday nights for, for Presto. Friday nights for the whole package of both of us. And then just a nice little sunny Sunday afternoon stream with Corporal. You haven't even gotten out of your pajamas, the kids are playing in the yard, you're just watching Corporal playing whatever he wants. Maybe
1: you get home from church or your Sunday breakfast, or maybe you've just woken up and you want to see, I don't know, me shoot some bullets into a bad guy. It's like a late brunch stream. I'm there for you, I'm there for you.
0: So that's usually, you'd say usually you start between one or two. Yeah,
1: I, I like to yeah. hit like that 12 o'clock to 2 o'clock range. Sometimes
0: I jump in for a little bit, Yep. but Corporal runs the show. So yeah, Tuesday nights, Friday nights, Sunday afternoons, that's when we stream. Uh, we do a lot. We're very interactive with the chat. Anytime there's a game that has a lobby, we open the lobby to viewers so you can play with us. Um, and we got a nice little community going. We got people that come regularly... People have met each other in our chat who are now married and have families together. That's not true. That's not true. But we have people that interact with each other in chat that I was make like, really? friends. Where no. I been? <laughs> Maybe someday. I swept through all of it? Maybe someday. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, seriously, our chat is awesome. People interact with each other. We have a bunch of streamers that come by and share the love. Um, We do raids after our stream's over. So, yeah, it's just a good old time. You need to come by. It's awesome. If you enjoy the podcast, if you enjoy listening to us, you will enjoy the streams. I promise. Money back guarantee. Because it's free. Josh! (laughs) Um, Anyway, that's our show. Uh, What is your favorite controller? Nintendo controller. Any controller.
1: My favorite any controller is going to be the Xbox controller. In fact, I'll even go to be so specific as I think I enjoy the Xbox One controller compared to the 360 controller. Hmm. But if we're sticking to Nintendo controller, it's definitely going to be. What about Pro.
0: the Xbox Series XS Super Pro, whatever it's called? Now, have whatever. you gotten your hands on
1: that? I have felt it. But it's basically The same thing with a slightly more weight, oh, eh. or less weight. I can't tell which. Some weight,
0: some weight difference. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let us know what your favorite Nintendo or other controller is in the comments, and if it's an Xbox controller. That's
1: your control. You were not asking me, were you? You were asking the viewer. I'm. I'm asking
0: the viewer. I'm asking everybody. Everybody. (laughs) Anybody. If you're watching this, let us know what your favorite controller is, because we want to know. And let us know if we the uh, let us know if we missed any weird Nintendo peripherals because I know they're out there. I know we didn't yeah. do we didn't dig through the trenches. So <gasps> I know exactly what controller we missed and I feel so bad for taking this long to realize it. The power glove. Oh, the power glove. How did we not talk about the power glove? Oh, We're yeah. fools.
1: We're fools. The power glove
0: gets an s <laughs> I've never used it
1: It's probably the most useless controller
0: ever Are you buddy. kidding me? There is bands that use the power glove to this day.
1: I believe so. That produce
0: so. music with the power glove. I'm going to find it. I'm going to find a power glove online. I'm going to get it and I'm going to pretend like I'm Thanos on stream.
1: And you're going to And, when play somebody, and when with somebody and with somebody when
0: somebody donates, I'm going to be like I'm going to say reality can be whatever I want and I'm going to snap and it's not going to work because it's the power glove, but I'm going <laughs> to, I'm, I'm actually going to, as soon as we end this recording, I'm going to go try and find one and I'm going to see that they're $300 and then that's going to be the end of it, <laughs> but I'm going to go through that process. So yes, apologies for not talking about the power glove so much earlier. Anyway, have a good night, everybody. Have a good day. Depending on when you listen, I don't know.
1: <laughs> when when you listen. Yeah. If you listen, do you listen? Do you watch? I'm not sure.
0: It's the end of the episode now. Bye. Bye.
1: What do you call a sad cup of coffee? Depresso.
0: Oh my god, it's so terrible. Why are you here? Get out of here. You can't get rid of me. That was, that was, oh my God.